Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor. Lord, we appreciate you. This is our Thanksgiving day. Lord, we want to say we are thankful to you. We love you so much. Thank you for giving us your only son, your one and only, our Lord Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us. He gave us his own life and he poured out his own blood and gave us salvation. Thank you, Lord Father, for what you have done forever and ever. We will give you thanks for giving us Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for opening life gate for us. Life gate is open. Let everyone come in. Thank you, the kingdom of God. Thank you, Lord Father. Today, we are standing at Royal Victoria RBC Hong Kong to say to our God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Thank you, Lord. So today, I have a message from the Lord for you. And uh, it's a message of encouragement. And I want you to learn one thing or the other and put it to heart. Look, when I read it, it changed my life. And I know it's going to change your life. You know, the the, the message God gives to us, we we first of all receive it to ourselves. And then we give it to you. You know, in the throne of the entirety, you know, since 19, that's a very powerful place. You know, we read it. He says, I call heaven and earth. God is speaking. To record this against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, so that God gave you a puzzle and He gave you the answer. God gave us the answer. What is the answer? He says, Therefore, choose life. That both thou and thy seed may live. What a good God is. God is so good, so kind. He gave us part of it, He gave us the answer. He said, This is how life is. I'm not going to change it. This is how life is. There is good and there is evil. That is life. There is blessing, there is content. That's life. There is life, there is death. That's life. But God said, You know, I love you. Choose life. In that garden, there are up to four trees in that garden. Let me look at it in Genesis 2. The Genesis 2 tells you that in that garden, there is up to four trees. You are going to eat of them. And they are divided into two. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you go to Genesis, you see what God is telling them to do. Uh, we are going to read 7 to 10, alright? And, and the Lord, Lord God, 
devil. Why? Because it is mixed. It is mixed. It is mixed. It has good and evil mixed together. If you eat it and think that you are eating good then there is evil also in it. So this is very, very important. What is that tree that has knowledge of good and evil? It's the tree of judgment. It's the tree of the law. It's the tree of the law. So you have to be aware of this. Now that's why in Second Corinthians 36, let's go here quickly, because I want us to read all these things so that you you put them to your heart. In Second Corinthians 36, look at what he said there. Who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter giveth, the Spirit giveth life. Amen. It's telling you, you know, in the New Testament that that tree you should not eat is uh, the tree of the law. The letter is the law. The tree of the law kills because you cannot escape. If the law is against you, it's death. Look at look at law. So so the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the tree of the law. Look at how the tree of knowledge of good and evil evil says when you eat it, it begins to judge you. It begins to say this is not good. It begins to condemn you. So you can you can imagine that your heart is condemned. Can imagine your actions are condemned. Can imagine when you lift up your hand to, to praise God, something inside of you is telling you, you are not worthy to praise God. Why are you? Remember how you are. You are not worthy. Your heart is telling you that. Because there is guilt in your mind, in your heart. Because you have eaten the wrong tree. You have eaten a tree that is condemning you. You see, that's why when that tree was removed from you, the voice said, from now on, no more condemnation. No more condemnation to them that believe. It is in Christ that that tree is removed. You see that? So this is very, very important that the church should know that condemnation comes by a covenant, a spirit that is condemning you. Uh, we need to go out of condemnation, I'm telling you. And uh, if we go out of condemnation, the only way to go out from the spirit of condemnation is to live by faith. Mm -hmm. If you live by the leading of the spirit, mm -hmm. condemnation has come. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says, as many as are led mm -hmm. by the spirit, they are the sons of God. The Sons of God are not condemned. Mm, yeah. You see that? If you are not living by the Spirit, you are living by the law, you are condemned. Because no matter what you do, you will never do enough. Mm. No matter what you do. The Bible says, even if you burn yourself, they will say, no, it's not enough. Mm. You just do and do and do and do. It's not enough. Mm. They will come and check you. They say, no, no, it's not enough. Mm. Because you are following a, a system you cannot please. The system of the law, you can never please them. Because the law has fault. Every time they find fault. Mm -hmm. But if you follow grace, grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. Oh, every even your mistake, they will laugh and say, No problem, no problem. Mm -hmm. They will cover your mistakes. They will cover your errors. 
They will come and say, you say, I'm not qualified. They say, no, you are qualified. You say, oh, I'm from a poor family. They say, no, you are rich. You know, that's how grace. Grace is supporting you. But law is judging you. Law is saying not enough. Not enough. You know, some of you are in some families, families that do not know God. They are full of uh, judgment. No matter what you do, they come back, they say, no, not enough. You say, I have washed this in three times. They say, no, wash again. You say, I have cleaned it before. You say, no, clean it again. Then they do their hand like this. They say, no, it is not good. Ah, you do like this. They say, no. Okay, you are not happy anymore because you are under the law. The judgment. You see that? But when you find a, a Christian family, Oh, they are smiling, they are happy. Mm-hmm. And you do something, they say, No, go and take rest. You can't take rest. Mm-hmm. You, you, you do something, they say, What do you need? Do you need some money? You do that. Uh, they are helping you, they are helping you. That is grace. Mm-hmm. You are not from that at all. You are not from that country. Mm-hmm. You are happy. You are serving, and they are happy with you. That is what the children of God should look for. Yes, and that is Jesus. Jesus Amen. is grace. The devil brings the law. Now look at it there. Jesus himself said it. Let's go. John 1 17. John 1 17 is so powerful. If there's something you, some of you have to learn, go to John 1 17 and learn it. Look at it. Let's read it together. Want to go? For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by that? See that Moses brought the law. Because Moses was telling and God said, if I give you grace, you cannot, you cannot keep it, so I give you law. Because, because he broke, he broke the law. No, so God gave him the law. The law was not what he supposed, the law is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he was telling the law and he was angry. He was angry with the, with the whole of the Israelites because he was carrying the law. Mm-hmm. If you carry the law, you will be angry always. Yes. You will be judging people always. Yes. Don't carry the law. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Even the one who carried the law broke it. He, he, he threw it on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, couldn't even, he, couldn't, he couldn't help himself. Mm-hmm. He was so angry that he threw the law. And God said, you have broken it. So uh, we are going to make another one. <laughs> when they made another one, he discovers that the whole of his people are dancing naked in the camp. They made themselves a golden cup. Aaron made that. And then in the morning they woke up, they were dancing. And God said, Look at your people, they are dancing naked, they are they are offending me. God didn't call them my people again. He called them your people. Moses, this is your people. Yeah. <laughs> this is your people. So, so Moses, Moses, when Moses, Moses was so angry with them. Mm-hmm. And Moses said something that I tell you. Moses said, who is on the Lord's side? Come over here. Yeah. You see that? So those people who are dancing, they continue to dance, but the children of Levites, the Levites now came out of them to Moses because Moses said, If you are on the Lord's side, come to me. Mm-hmm. The Levites were the only people among all of them. 
Now there were twelve tribes, only one tribe, the Levites, came out. So God chose the Levites. That's how the Levites became the priests. That's how the Levites became the priests. The Levites became the priests. You know, what you say, who is on the Lord's side? Then the Levites came out. And that's why it is very, very important you know what they came out of the, out of the law. The Moses came, you know, the Levites came out of the law to grace. And the what we are saying today is that come out of the law. Come to the grace of our Lord Jesus. Look at the day again. Look at it there. He said, for the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So on what side are you going to choose? Which one are you going to choose? If you choose Moses, you have chosen the law. That is, that is the tree of good and evil. But if you choose Jesus Christ, you have chosen grace and mercy. So God will visit you with grace and mercy. So that's where, even if you make mistakes, the forgiveness is grace and mercy. Lord does not forgive you. You see that? If you are under the law, your mistakes anger them because the law cannot help you. The law is there to point out what is wrong with you. That's what the, the law does. This is wrong with you. This is wrong with you. You see that? And anything that's wrong with you brings punishment. But grace and mercy. Oh, do you know the language of grace and mercy? I'll show you. I'll show you. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. I'll show you the language of grace and mercy. Such a language is so nice. In Hebrew 4, 15 and 16, let's just open read this. You see the language. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. What does this mean? Look at it. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to have in time of need. Look at that language. Very, 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 very nice and very, very good. You know, this is, this is the language of grace and mercy. He said, I know you are people who are full of infirmities. That means that you are human beings. You can make mistakes. Therefore, I have provided for that mistake. I have something to call mercy. If you make mistake, I will have mercy for you. And I have something called grace. Grace is unmerited favor. Even when you do not merit something because I feel sympathy with you, I will give it to you. That's, that's the language of grace and mercy. But Lord does not have this language. Lord does not have this language. Look at what came by Jesus. Grace and mercy came by Jesus. Because Jesus became a human being in order to test what we are going through. He became man. He was made in the image of man. He was made like everything with us. He suffered hunger. He suffered rejection. He suffered arrest. He suffered like every one of us. He was slapped. He was beaten. He was uh, crucified. So, so when Jesus went back to heaven, he told the Father, I know what the 
these people are suffering. I tested myself. Look at my hands. Look at the wounds. Look at my side. So when you pray and pray through Jesus Christ, the Father says, Yes, I know what you are going through. That was the question he said. He said he suffered our infirmity. He tested our problems. He, he's not like an angel who does not test our problem. Oh, what are you saying about? I don't know what you're talking about. No, Jesus said, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I myself tested it. Amen. I was beaten of my way of, from Golgotha to, oh, Jesus. You have no idea what I'm saying now. It's so powerful. Jesus will tell the, 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 the Father, I was, you know, you know that road to Golgotha? They were slapping me, they were beating me. You know, they kicked me down on the ground. That's what these people are suffering. There are governments that will kill their people. There are governments that will beat their people. There are governments that will arrest their people. Lock them up. No judgment. And Jesus went through judgment. And even though they didn't find any fault with him, they said, crucify him anyway. And the, and the judge said, I find no fault with him. They said, kill him. Jesus told the Father, all this. This is what people are suffering on the, on the, on the earth. Mm. Have mercy for them because there is injustice there. In heaven, you can never suffer that. Never. There is no evil in heaven. Mm. In heaven, nobody can arrest you for what you didn't do. Mm. In heaven, there is no, there is no anger. There is no, oh, there is no betrayal. Mm. Even the one he raised up, uh, you know, he's called Judas. His name is Iscariot. He betrayed him. Nobody betrays you in heaven. No, no. Heaven is full of joy. You can keep your door open the whole day. Nobody still anything there. <laughs> telling you. Then Jesus is telling the Father, look here, oh, there is a mixture. Good and evil. Please, Father, forgive them. Because the Bible says, He Himself tested our condition. And therefore, he now become a high priest. What is a high priest? A high priest is somebody who is presenting your case before God. You see, that's, that's what a high priest is. Jesus said, I went there. I tested what they are going through. I tested the suffering. I tested everything. And therefore, I am their high priest. I am not speaking on their behalf. You see that that one high priest is. Look at I've shown you Moses. Moses is not our high priest. Moses is not our high priest. If you are following the law, you are following Moses. He's not your high priest. Moses will say, Oh, oh, even myself, <laughs> I am looking for salvation. <laughs> I cannot save anybody because I am also you see, I wanted to enter heaven. They said I should not enter because he himself could not enter. Because law is like that. Moses, who brought the law, could not, through the law, enter heaven. The Bible said that even Moses did not enter the promise. Because law will not take you to the promise. So, what is the use of the law? What does the law. Yes, the law has use. Look at the use of the law. The law is there to show you what is wrong with you. The law is saying, look, that's why Jesus said the law is righteous. Because it's not against you. It's showing you what is wrong with you. 
If I bring the Lord to me now, what the Lord is, is, is going to tell me is, you know, the Lord will give me the same commandment. What God is required from me. May the Lord will say, I, will, I cannot help you. <laughs> you see that? I will show you that you should, you should not blaspheme God. You should not worship another God. You should not steal. You should not kill. You should not commit. You should not, you should not, you should not. There's a lot of them. And if the Lord will tell me all that, the Lord will tell me, I can't help you. You are on your own. Mm. But grace will come and tell me, you know, look at how grace. Grace will tell me, look, even if something is wrong with you, I know it, and I'm going to help you. Amen. So grace is different from the law. Amen. So how does grace come? Grace comes through Jesus. That's why Jesus, on the cross, Jesus, the grace. Jesus said, I know you have done this out of ignorance, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And the Father immediately forgive them. The soldiers that killed him, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. No, we never forgive them. Mm-hmm. But grace will forgive them. Mm-hmm. You see that? The soldier said, Oh, by the time they saw what was happening, the soldier said, Truly, this is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. That's what the soldier said. Because Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what to do. So, what are we going to do? We are going to choose grace. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. We are going to choose life. Amen. We are going to choose Christ. Amen. That's how you choose whenever you choose. But don't choose the Lord. Don't choose Moses. Don't choose condemnation. Now, let me show you this so powerful. And as we are reading, we are learning. So, in Second Corinthians 7 and 8, you see grace there. The grace is the Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, not the Spirit of Christ. So Second Corinthians seven and eight. Let's read. One to go. But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stone, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his passage, which glory was to be done away. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? He compared it to. He said, if death that brought that Moses brought made the face of Moses to shine, how much will grace? You see that? That came from the Spirit. He said, How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? So our own portion is the ministration of the Spirit. The administration of the spirit, that's our portion. It's not it's not the administration of death. Not, we are not taking the administration of death. That is the law. We are taking the administration of the spirit. Amen? Amen. Now look at it now. It says, For if the administration of condemnation be glory, more more does the administration of righteousness. Exceed in glory. 
Amen. He said, you know that the face of Moses was shining when he met with God. When Moses came down from the mountain, carrying the law, his face was shining. And they begged him to cover his face because his face was shining. And then Apostle Paul is writing here, telling you, if that thing he's carrying, date he's carrying, he's making his face to shine because he saw God. He said, how much more, how much more means that it will be more glorious for the Spirit. So, he is calling our own administration of righteousness, it is calling Moses administration of death. So, we cannot go to the administration of death. Our own is ministration of, of righteousness. Amen. So there are two ministrations different. Then turn to turn to the Lord, turn to Jesus. Second Corinthians 3, 15 and 17. Second Corinthians 3, 15 and 17. Then even unto this day, when Moses is read. The veil is upon their hearts. Can you see that? When Moses read, the veil is upon their hearts. Now, see 16. Nevertheless, when he shall talk to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Somebody say, Amen. So, if you dwell with Moses, the veil covers your heart. But if you come to Jesus, the veil is removed. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So we are made, that's why we call the new covenant church. Hallelujah. Uh, we should come to Jesus. That's where the veil is removed. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants the veil to cover them. Mm-hmm. No veil means darkness. Mm-hmm. So when the veil is removed, you see the light. You know, you can see that in Second Corinthians 4 4, right? Let's go here and I'll show you the meaning of the veil. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, let the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. Wow. He said that that veil of Moses is actually Satan blinding them. So that they don't see the, the light. Can you imagine that? So you can see. You can see why we turn to Jesus. Because it is in Jesus that the that the veil, you know that veil, like like the Muslims, when you see the Muslims, they're still wearing the dark veil. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see their women they from from head to toe, they wear the dark veil. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, that is that is blinding. They are blinded. They don't know the truth. So when they turn to Jesus, that veil is removed. Mm -hmm. They can now know the light, the light of God, the light of the gospel. Look at it there. So these things, we must take them to heart and use them. Now, in the book of uh, Genesis 2.17, let's go to your quickly. I'll show you. Genesis 2.17. So the three that you see, I showed you in the book of Genesis 2, I show you uh, four descriptions of the three. You say that the three is pleasant to the eyes. 
and is good for food, and is just the tree of life, and then there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All the trees are there. Look at that tree, look at it there. Want to go? But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Do you know that some people are eating this thing up to now? Mm-hmm. It's a thing of knowledge of food of evil. Because they clearly don't eat of it. The day you eat it, mm-hmm. look at it then. So that's where you, we need to uh, be in a very enlightened church mm-hmm. where these things are taught the, the, the good is separated from the evil. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that, that's the job of the church. The job of the church is to teach you down, we call it discipleship, tell you the difference between good and evil. Mm-hmm. So that you choose the right one. Because mm-hmm. you have the choice. God said, I show you, I give you life and death. God doesn't want you to die. But he said, this is the nature of the world. Mm-hmm. Life and death. But choose. Life. Choose life. Amen. Choose life. Amen. Choose life. Look at it there. Choose life. And God is telling you, the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. What does that mean? You shall surely die. Theologically, you shall surely die. doesn't mean that you will just drop and die. No? You know, you will live, but God will be far from you. He is separation from God. Actually, the spiritual death is separation from God. You know, the day you eat that tree, God says you will see me anymore. You'll be looking for God. You pray, pray, pray fast, fast, no? You won't see him. So that's death. So that is why those following this system, this system, we are going to teach it more by 2022. Mm-hmm. Because we want our church to know what this thing means. Mm-hmm. And because the Lord has, has, has taught to us that that's why many churches are struggling, struggling as if there's no power. Because they have not taught it well. They are still eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know, when they are teaching the law, the law of Moses, they are eating from that tree. So when you are eating from that tree, God says, the first thing we surely die, that means that God will separate himself. Mm-hmm. God will separate himself. Any church you go where the Holy Spirit is not taught, mm-hmm. uh, they are eating from the wrong tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if the Holy Spirit, the the good tree is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yes. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is what? Love. Is what? Joy. Is what? Peace. Is what? Patience. Is what? Goodness. Is what? Faithfulness. Is what? Self-control. This is the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what we eat. If you go to the tree, you are eating from the tree, the fruit. The fruit of that tree. If you come to the Holy Spirit, you eat from the fruit. Mm-hmm. Love. Right. Yes. Love. Joy. Mm-hmm. You see that? Peace. Mm-hmm. Gentleness. Mm-hmm. Goodness. You eat. You eat. You eat. You eat. And when you eat, you are transformed. Amen. You are transformed. Most of you are transformed already. There are some of you that are very, no matter what they do to you, 
you do not get offended, know that you are transformed. Yeah. If you still get offended all the time, you are not transformed. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm telling you, go and take it out. Mm-hmm. You are still eating from the tree of good and evil. Mm-hmm. When they do you good, you react. No, when you eat from the tree of life, you are satisfied with Jesus. Yeah. Even when they wrong you, you think about Jesus. You are okay. Yeah. You feel like you are transformed. You are eating from the tree of life. Yeah. Who is better than Jesus? The person who is eating from the right tree, the tree of life, yeah. is always saying, if God be for me, who can be against me? Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you come to that place, you are very stable. And that's where I want to bring this church, to that place where whenever they do anything, you say, if God be for me, who can be against me? And you become like a pillar. The Bible says that the earnest expectation of all of you is to become like a pillar. A pillar in the house. Look at all these pillars. Do we have pillar here? I don't know where the pillar. The pillars we have in the house, they are carrying the house. But they are not moving. No matter what you do, the pillars are like this. Because they say, this is the house of my father. I'm not going to move for you. The Bible says, James, the brother of Jesus, was a pillar in the house, in the church of Israel, mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. Pillar means no movement. You see that? I see pillars here. I'm telling you, I see pillars. But you need to remain a pillar. What is that? A pillar is carrying heavy load. Heavy load. But it does not complain. A pillar, me and my wife are pillars. We, we don't complain, we know, we know what we are carrying. A pillar carries heavy load that does not complain. Because God is a rewarder. Amen. God is a rewarder Amen. of those that seek Him diligently. The, the key word is diligently. If you seek Him diligently, He's a rewarder. Follow those who are like pillars. Don't follow those that are like sand. You know, sand is always moving. Don't follow the sand. Follow pillars. Pillars. You know, pillars. And pillars are the joy of the church. Yes. Yes. Pillars. Pillars. Because you can you can rest upon them. You can trust them. Yes. We have many pillars around it. Even when they go out, they come back and they come back stronger. Because they are pillars. God has chosen them for, for great commission. But the year 2022, we are going to teach you about priesthood. The priesthood of Melchizedek. And you will understand who you are and know that God has called you. And you know that you are a priest. And being a priest means that you become a pillar in the house of God. A pillar in the house of God. Yes. And I want I want all of you, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Stop eating from that tree. That tree, when you continue to eat from the tree, you complain about every little thing because there is condemnation there. There is condemnation. But if you start eating from the tree 
of life. There, it says, no condemnation. No condemnation. Let us read it. Uh, Romans 8, 1 and 2. Romans 8, 1 and 2. No condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Say, I am free. From the law of sin and death. That is the tree of good and evil. We are free from there. You see that? So we are now eating from the right tree. What is the right tree? The right tree is the tree of life. And Jesus is the tree of life. The spirit of the Lord is here. And the Spirit of the Lord is the anointing. It is the anointing that destroys the yoke. The yoke is the work of Satan in your life. And that yoke is destroyed by the anointing. Therefore, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to minister to everyone and remove everything that causes them to stumble. Remove everything that brings weight in their life. Bring, remove everything that condemns them. Every spirit of condemnation, every spirit of heaviness, every cloak and blessing that the devil has brought to condemn the child of God. Be removed in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the Spirit of God come upon you. Amen. Let the spirit of joy, the anointing of joy, come over you. Let the peace of salvation come over you. Let the joy come over you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father, because it is so. In Jesus' name.